Now, Paul's writing to uh, a group of churches in the city of Corinth. And he comes now to a place where he talks about spiritual gifts. So here's what he tells the church or writes to the church. Now, about spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or others, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he gives them to each one just as he determines. The body's a unit. Though it's made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free. We were given, all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, ah, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, each one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable, are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now, treasure seekers, heads up. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And in the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, also those having gifts of healing, 
those able to help others, those with gifts of administration, and those speaking in different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But eagerly desire the greater gifts. The word of the Lord. Father, we're here this morning. We're here because you said, I want you to come home to be with you, to hear your word, to experience your presence and your teaching. Lord, we pray that the words which we've read, your words, may they sink deep inside our hearts and minds and souls, that they may shape us more and more into who you've created us to be. And I pray that the words which will now be spoken, may they be your words and not mine. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're in the middle of a, uh, a short series called The Three T's. A couple of weeks ago, we looked at the first T. Anybody remember what that was? Time. Okay, this morning we're looking at talents, another T. Now, we often call talents gifts. And then next week, we'll wrap it all up by looking at the third T, treasure. Now, I thank the deacons for this series because they're the ones who've encouraged me to preach on time, talents, and treasure. And you're going to receive a, uh, a, yeah, kind of a, a form to fill in next week focuses on your time, your talents, and your treasure uh, as well. So just a, a heads up for what's coming up next week, Sunday. Now, Paul's writing to the church in Corinth. That's a church that has a lot going for it. It's got a real diversity in it. There's Jews, and there's Gentiles, and there's slaves, and there's free people, and, and, and there's hardworking people, and there's people who can't work. There's widows, and, and there's young families. It's it's, a, it's a really a, a, a combined, mixed-up kind of church, which is really cool because that wasn't so normal back at that time, especially having Jews and Gentiles worshiping together. Uh, the problem is, well, like there are in so many churches, is we kind of get in the way. And there it was often pride issues. A lot of the Gentiles kind of looked down on the Jews uh, because they were Jews, and, and that's what happened back then. The Jews weren't everybody's favorite people. Uh, they were kind of a stubborn people. They were uh, uh, a strong people in that they were able to keep their identity when a lot of other nations disappeared because of first the Greeks and then the Romans kind of dispersing them throughout the, 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 the empires. But the Jewish people managed to remember who they are. And because of that, they had some pride issues and that they looked down and said, well, you know what, we have the real God. And you know, all those gods that you kind of worshiping, they're just make-believe. So you know what, God, we're God's special people. So, so there was all these pride issues and, and all this conflict and all this division stuff. And yeah, you know what, that kind of happens still in churches today, unfortunately. But God... God still kind of pulls them all together. Because God, Jesus, 
in the church wants to give us a glimpse of what the kingdom of heaven is like. That it's not about all the same people getting together. It's not about just having people from Dutch Reformed backgrounds getting together, but, but that there's people from, from Métis and First Nations, and there's from, from Spanish and from French and from German and from, I don't know, what are some of your backgrounds? Scots-Irish. Scots-Irish. Polish. Polish. French. French. Scotch, Swedish. See, now God's got a sense of humor. He sticks us all together, even though we come from such different backgrounds and we have different ways of seeing the world and understanding the world. And he says, I'm just going to stick you all together. And you know what? I'm going to give you all different gifts. And, and I want to call you to use those gifts for each other, not for ourselves. Because our God is a, a God that always looks outward and he works outward God doesn't keep stuff for himself. I loved how Wayne did the children's message, saying, you know what? You give this stuff away. See, because the kingdom of heaven is, is a place where everybody's equal and respected. Why? Well, for the simple reason that we're all created in the image of God. The kingdom of heaven is a place where, where people are to be built up. Where to be, a, where to, to be encouraged. A place where, where it's shaped by justice and, and right living based on loving God and our neighbor. And in our passage this morning, Paul's talking to, to, to them about how the Holy Spirit gives us gifts to build healthy churches. Valerie Nicolette Anderson writes, uh, but apparently their house churches have plenty of people feeling like they brought something special to the life of the church. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment of spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And because of that diversity of gifts, there seems to have been some talk among the Corinthians about whose gift was best. Some people thought they were more special than others. But Paul says, hey, wait a minute. We follow Jesus. We do life together. And we do it by walking beside each other. Not by some walking so far ahead because mm, they're better and they don't want to walk in the dust. And, and others walking way behind because well, they don't really want to be associated with those people in front of them. Paul says, no, we do it together. We walk together. We journey together. Jesus' last prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane was, Lord, make them one. Jesus' prayer was for unity. So it's ironic that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, well, they become something that actually divide rather than build together. See, we're in this together. We're given gifts for the common good. As Paul writes, you know, it's about making things better for everybody. It's for helping everybody to, to live life in the presence of Jesus and to be there for each other, to help each other 
experience Jesus in, in deeper and more special ways so that if I have something that I know about Jesus, I got to share it with you so that you get to know it too. Paul says, you know, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. We're all baptized by one spirit. There's not two Holy Spirits or three Holy Spirits. There's one Holy Spirit. And that's why we form one body. And it doesn't matter whether we're Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we're all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body's not made up of one part, but many. And I love how Paul plays with this. You can imagine as he's kind of writing this letter to the Corinthians down that he notices his hand. And then he starts playing with that. He says, imagine the hand saying, you know what, feet, I don't need you. I'm sitting down anyway. What do I need you for? I can communicate with everybody. Why do I need feet? Oh, but then I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, man, now I do need the feet. Or, or, or the eyes saying, hey, ears, I can see what I'm writing. I don't need you. But then somebody calls for Paul. Hey, Paul, how are you going to know um, to respond? I know that if Joyce calls Jake and I don't respond, I'm going to be in trouble. Uh, Paul's jailers were calling, hey, Paul, and he doesn't respond. Paul's going to, not that Joyce is a jailer. <laughs> I don't want you to make that connection. Okay? But you get the idea. You know, we're given different gifts. We're, we're different people because we bring something different to the table. And we make everything better by doing it together. I'm just, I'm just chuckling as I think of Paul just kind of putting this all together. You know, I love reading. And, and I learn from books. That's just that's one of the ways I, I learn well. But I've learned that if I need to do things with my hands, and this is where my dad became really important to me, was I can learn how to build a, a chair or a cabinet or something by reading a book and looking at plans. But by my dad working alongside me, making me do it, but being there to kind of show me the little tricks, the little hints, I learned to build a much better chair, a much better cabinet. You can ask Joyce back in Thunder Bay, I built a shed, and I tell you, that sucker ain't going anyplace because I built it so strong. But I built it that way because my dad says, build it as best you can. But you need to learn how to do that first. Now, there's some people who, who, who learn through seeing. And we have members in our congregation who, who are skilled at graphic arts and, and who, can, who can create images and pictures. And, you know, we have, we have people in our congregation who I say, I'm going to be preaching on gifts. And they say, wow, I've got a, I've got a trunk and, and I'm going to pull all this together so that when Pastor Jake's talking about gifts here, they see gifts there and, and they go, wow, yeah, it is a gift. It's something special. It's something given to me. 
from Jesus. It's not something that I've taken or I've created myself. And like Wayne said, gifts are given. And there's something special about giving your gifts away because you see how somebody else grows and somebody else comes alive. And, and, and as they learn something, they kind of go, whoa, that is so cool. There are, are some who can play music and who can sing, who can lead and worship in our church. And, and others have, have voices that resonate in our hearts when they, when they read the scriptures out loud. Oh, there was one, one gentleman in, in Allendale, when he read, he had this deep, deep voice. So it was, it was a given that on Christmas Day, that the Christmas passage from Luke, he was going to read it. Because when he read it, everybody closed their eyes, and it just became alive. He was able to, to just bring the emotion and, and the depth of the story, the specialness of the story. And, and people would walk away, and, and it would still be resonating in their hearts as they left church. There are those who are prayer warriors. You know, they pray, and they pray, and they do it quietly at home, or, or they gather together, and, and they keep the leaders, they keep each of you in their prayers as well. And, and when you've had experiences that, that, that God has been there for a special time for you, uh, in a time of crisis or, or urgency, it's, it's because you've been held up in prayer by some of those with the gift of prayer. And there are those of you who have the gifts of creating cards and, and writing notes that, and you send them out at, it seems like just exactly the right time to, to build up and to encourage. And then there are those, those behind the scenes kind of things, those who do the repairs on our building. And, and, and then there are those who connect with the youth and we just commissioned a whole lot of people who are working with our youth and, and our children you know, not everybody's able to connect with a, with a teenager. I'm amazed at how many people are scared of teenagers. You know, teenagers are some of, them, some of the most wonderful people because they're not going to try to pull, well, they will try to pull the wool over your eyes, but they're also going to tell you straight out how they feel about something. And that's kind of refreshing because so often, you know, people give you what you want to hear. Sometimes rather than what you need to hear. And I have found teens will always tell me often what I need to hear because they're honest. But they only do that after you've built a relationship of trust with them. There are those who serve in the nursery, those who, who steam clean the, the carpets, who, who do administration, who take care of the books. So many gifts, many not mentioned, all given to bless each other and the ministry of Bethel Church so that we can grow deeper in our love and our commitment to Jesus. That's where it comes down to. You know, to, to help us follow Jesus, to love others, to, to serve our community, and to share our faith. One thing we need to embrace a bit more, I think, is the practice of mentoring each other in the gifts that we do have so that, so that others can discover the gift as well. Way too many people believe that the Spirit gives us a gift and it's with us forever and that we can never get another one. And I believe that's a lie. 
If a church needs gifts, we should be praying for God through the Holy Spirit to give us those gifts that we need. And those gifts will be given brand new to new people. I hear often, oh, we need more praise teams. Well, pray. Pray hard for people to be given the gift of, of music and leading music in that or, and, and of singing in that. And then pray for the, for the gift of courage so that they might step forward or that we might notice and have ears to hear and eyes to see these gifts being developed so that we can encourage and build them up. Just one area where, where, where we need to do that. If you are a ministry leader, find somebody to, to mentor into your position so that you don't carry it alone, but also when you have to step down, that there is a seamless change and a transition so that the ministry continues on seamlessly. God does not just give one gift to one person and says, okay, that's all that's needed in the church. He'll give the same gift to multiple people. It's our responsibility to nurture them and to, and to raise them up and to equip and to help them learn the joy of, of developing the gift. This morning we've commissioned a number of people and each of the, the teachers and leaders have different gifts that they bring to the table to help our, our children and youth get to know Jesus better and to understand life as Jesus does. Some have the gift of wisdom or knowledge. Others have the gifts of listening and compassion. Some have the gifts of laughter and encouragement. And all these gifts are needed for our youth and children to grow to know Jesus. But the church is not just the youth. There are our seniors, our singles, our young families, our middle-aged folks whose children are beginning to leave the nest to explore the world. And, and then there's our young adults who are, are actively engaging a world that's changed so quickly over the past 20 years. And they're equipping us who are older. I hate to say that I'm older, but yeah, yeah. Ah, but I need them, and you need them, we need them to help us see the world and its potential through their eyes and their gifts. See, no matter where we are, what stage of life we're in, we're all on a journey of following Jesus together. And we've all been given gifts to bless our church and to be blessed and build the kingdom of heaven. Now, some have used their gifts so much that they are tuckered out and they are tired and sometimes you need to step back and, and rest and rejuvenate for a short time to be encouraged and to be rebuilt and to be blessed again. But that just gives others the opportunity to explore the potential of their gifts and even learn new gifts. Paul reminds us in his letter to the Ephesians, you know what, Christ gave the, himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so elders and deacons you know as a council the ministry leader from the ministry leadership teams our job is not to do it ourselves we need to invest and invest and invest in our congregation so that they can discover and develop and use the gifts that God has given them so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, 
attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Our gifts are given to us to help us grow deeper in love with Jesus, to grow deeper in love with each other, to grow deeper in love with our community. And the Holy Spirit's at work in each of us and given different gifts to each one of us. And there is no one here that doesn't have a gift from the Holy Spirit. And celebrate them. Not like the Corinthians where they're celebrating by saying, I'm better than you are, I got a better gift. But celebrate them and saying, wow, God's given me the ability to do these things. And then celebrate with each other the gifts that they have as well. But then put them to use to continue building up the church because they are given to create unity and a healthy body of Christ so that the world will notice and they'll be drawn to us. They'll be drawn to Christ. And that's the most important thing, that it all gets pointed upward to Christ. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you for all the gifts that your spirit has given us, for, for the gifts to bless, to bless each other, to bless our community. And Lord, help us to discover our gifts. Help us to take a look deep inside of ourselves at the gifts that you've given us. And Lord, some of us are, non, are unable to do things in the way that we've always done them, but there are still the gifts of prayer and encouragement, the gifts of blessing, so that all of us are able to participate in building a strong church that brings glory and honor to you. Thank you. Amen.